Machine. This is Yergi. And I'm Groovy. Oh, God. <laughs> so today's going to be part two of Henry Lee Lucas, isn't it? It is. Yes, 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 yes. But but first, before we get to the orange, I believe we're covering the orange socks killing that he did. Is that correct? We are. Okay, we're, we're covering the orange socks killing, his, his portrayal in the media, his rampant confessions, and then his death and aftermath. Yeah, and we have some time. We'll do Otis Tool as well. Yes, but if not, that'll be a three-parter. We'll see how long this takes us, but we'll try to be quick with the housekeeping this time. It's always work in progress. Right. But yeah, if you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. It really, really helps. We're getting really close to 100 subscribers, and I can get us a custom URL link. Yeah, we've had a couple of subscribers this week, so thank you to Amanda. Amanda, whom I met. Amanda, whom you met. Okay. She subscribed recently, so did Rowan. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you both for And for also Adelaide. Oh, yes. Does she have a podcast? She does. She runs a semi-weekly like D&D type game and it's listed as Under Fractured Sky on, on YouTube. Her channel is Lady D 4 if people want to look it up. But yes. the name of the game is Under Fractured Sky. Yes, check that out. I, I support anyone that streams their D&D or any tabletop game. Yeah, she's on episode 30 right now. So yes. they've been doing this for a while. Cool. That's yeah. cool. I like to see stuff like that. But yeah, so also, if you're on Apple, please subscribe to us. Give us five stars and leave us a written review. These things really, really help with the algorithm. We actually have two new reviews this week. We have the first one. The stories are always great. There's great storytelling. Love to hear their point of view on the crimes. Real research is done, not just opinions. And that's from Cards with Esther and Rachel. And they are super hilarious and you should check them out. Their yes. their tagline is a podcast for horrible people, if that tells you anything. So that's definitely right up my alley. But yes, they're very sassy and I love them. And the second one is titled Really Real. I love that Drewby and Yergi are really real and upfront about the stuff they have to say. There is no censoring and they are genuine. By far one of my favorite podcasts. I look forward to listening every week. And I don't know who this is. Maiden in a trance. I think it's Lauren from Marriage is a Scream. Okay, well, if that is you, Lauren, thank you so much for the review. That means a lot. You've been very (laughs) supportive of our podcast and that means a lot. It really, really does. And also... Yergi's mic stand, it broke last week. It did. And she's had to jerry-rig it to, what does jerry-rig even mean? Like, where's the word jerry come from? I don't even know. Is that like slang term for Germans? Because if so, it's fitting as Yergi is pretty German. You know what? I think it probably is. (laughs) It's like probably very German. But yeah, like after last week's Aaron Hernandez episode, I like completely took the mic stand apart and sort of got it back together. So I'm hoping that it will hold up for this episode. But with that in mind, please give to our Patreon yes. so I can just get a better one. Patreon.com slash The Misery Machine. Thank you, Eddie, who is our patron, our loyal patron. Yes. I am I am making YouTube videos, like actual videos. And what I found out is that my two gigabyte GPU is not good enough. So I'm going to have to order a more expensive card and we need a better camera because the crappy webcam isn't cutting it. And yeah, probably need to get some lighting. 
unless y'all want us to sit in the dark and some shit. I mean, we are pretty goth, <laughs> but these things, they take money. So if you want to see the podcast level up, please subscribe to our Patreon. Yes. We will send you postcards. And little gifts. Yes, the 666 tier. Subscribe to that. We will, If you want, we will send you postcards every month. Also, you could get access to our Snapchat. If you're not, you don't like postcard and you, you, you want snaps, maybe snaps of animals, snaps of funny things. Does this mean we have like a premium Snapchat? Is yeah. that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah, okay. So <laughs> yes, we have a premium Snapchat, but it won't be dick pics. So that that's a separate Patreon tier. Hit it me is. up. Hit me up directly if that's what you're into. Anyways. 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 Is, that, is, that the, is that the $100 level? I don't I, I I don't know. I think that's a message me and we'll and we'll work some things out kind of level. I oh don't know. Oh my goodness. God, what am I doing for this podcast? Uh, I, everything. I, I need a camera need so a camera. bad. Yeah, I will I will literally turn tricks for money. <laughs> I, well, I wonder what I'd be taxed on that. I don't know. Must I report my hooking money to the government? I don't think so. I mean, tax season is coming up. Uh, okay, with with all with all my whorishness out of the way, right? Can I say that word? You can. Okay, all right. Are I you didn't selling. I didn't know if that would get me canceled. <laughs> you can say whorishness, selling your dick pics, and I'll sell, like sell my like big titty goth girl. Big pictures. titty goth girls. Maybe you can eat a pudding cup, and the viewers will send you money. May, may I wonder if anybody out there wants feet pics? I have really beautiful feet, and if you, I can't believe we're talking about. Like, are we serious? We are. This, this joke has gone way too far. Like, I do. I have cute little like hobbit feet. Whoa. I mean, so everyone, guys and girls alike, when I've showed them my feet and told them that I want to be a foot model, they have all agreed that I have pretty beautiful feet. So. One day, I must monetize these feet. One day, they'll be old man feet. And unless you're into old man feet, I think they'll be better monetized when they're not so old man feet. But anyways, anyways. That, that's enough about my feet and whoring my, <laughs> my feet out. Let's, let's get just, to the podcast. Let, yeah, let's, let's get back to Henry Lee Lucas. This is going to be another timestamp, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, this is the, the murder of Deborah Jackson, correct? Who is known as Orange Socks. Yes. Okay, so after she wasn't identified for a while, it was right? 40 years. Okay, so why don't you tell us more about that? Yeah, so she was identified via DNA match with her surviving sister in 2019. So uh -huh. very recently. She probably did like 23andMe. Her yeah, murder is... That a lot of those yeah. have been discovered through that. A lot of stuff has. Like yeah. I'm talking like victims and like serial killers alike. So get your double heel up there no you never no know who you're gonna find no, you, i don't i don't know if i want the government having my double helix on file my mom already did it so i can't become a serial killer oh yeah they'll link it to you thanks mom <sighs> so her murder is believed to have taken place on october 31st 1979 in georgetown texas her body was found naked except for a pair of orange socks from which her nickname was derived she had been strangled and was believed to have died only a few hours before her discovery Ugh. Henry Lee Lucas confessed to and was convicted of her murder, though doubts have been raised about his complicity in this crime. Lucas's conviction was not overturned. 
His death sentence was commuted by Texas Governor George W. Bush <laughs> in 1998, though there is strong evidence that Lucas was in Florida when Jackson was murdered. Yeah. So did he do it? Mm, Probably not. Like most of these. Yeah, he could potentially be the only serial killer that may never have killed anybody, though he probably killed his mother. I mean, let's be real. Right. I, he killed at least three people. So he is serial killer adjacent. Yeah, serial killer adjacent. Well, no, because three three people's the cutoff. We had this talk last time. That's why 3X wasn't a serial killer. It's true. So he killed, what, Kate Rich and <laughs> Becky Powell and his mother. I and, just wanted to it, say adjacent for Brandon. Okay. Well, we should just say adjacent anyways. Adjacent and allegedly. He is allegedly serial killer adjacent in Yergi's viewpoint, but I think... This makes him a true serial killer. He doesn't have enough gravitas. I don't know. Yeah, I, that, don't know. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Just 100 plus murders my ass. Anyways. So Jackson, who had been sexually assaulted, was found in a culvert on Interstate 35, having been dragged to and thrown over the guardrail. The cause of death was ruled to be strangulation as a large amount of bruising was visible around her neck. Other bruises were visible caused by her body being dropped over the overpass after being dragged through a patch of grass. Bloodstains were also present at the scene. The victim was initially estimated to be in her 20s at the time of death. Several other murders had taken place along the same interstate in Travis County, Texas, which police stated may have been connected to the then unidentified victim. So Jackson's legs were unshaven. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's uh, me oh, most days. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with being dead. Oh, you mean unshaven? Unshaven. I, I love all these women that give lib service. Yeah, yeah, you should you should leave your legs unshaven, but they just don't do it. Be about the shit you talk, man. I don't know. Like I'm very flexible with that flexible like you're, i like to be shaven body but then hair i flexible <laughs> i'm body hair flexible but then i just like go for a couple weeks and you know give no fucks i think that's winter in maine for a lot of people this is true yeah i don't know though but anyways i never shave my legs i it might be enjoyable but you know what i just can't be fucking hassled it and, is a hassle and that's why i like go like a week or two sometimes and despite looking rather twinkish i actually never shave my facial hair down to the skin it's always a close shave because every time i have shaved my face with a with like an actual razor mm -hmm. and not a sideburn trimmer my face always breaks out but people say the scruff works so i'll stick it with it so does that make me twink adjacent if i have a little bit of facial hair i think so does it are you an otter? No, no. <laughs> otters have body hair. Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty sure otters have body hair. So I, don't I think know. they're like a little more beefy. So somebody in the community want to uh, learn me on this? What is Drooby? <laughs> what would Drooby be? <laughs> contact us and tell me if Drewby's a twink or not. Anyway, okay, so Jackson's legs were unshaven with large numbers of insect bites. She had very long toenails. Her fingernails were painted and a hairline scar was observed beneath the chin. So that must have been there prior to her death. Well, prior to her assault, I should What's say. What's up with these toenails? What do you mean? I don't know. I'm victim blaming right now. Let's move on. You know, it's like victim with, shaming. It's like the body hair. Okay. If it's okay to leave your leg hair grown out, then why not your toenails? Because that's really gross. Yes. But you're walking around with socks and shoes most of the time. Nobody's she was. She had that. orange socks on. Exactly. So I, I don't see anything wrong with growing your toenails out. Because like when it's sexy time, I don't want anybody scratching me. Okay. Well, when it's sexy time, somebody's unshaven legs could scratch. 
maybe depending depending on the uh on the severity of unshaven like if they're prickly maybe they've been growing out for a couple weeks and they feel like razor blades i don't know i don't know i, I don't know these things so these you're you're, 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 you're gonna shit you're gonna you're gonna shame you're gonna shame a victim who's currently dead currently dead currently dead you're gonna you're gonna be like go girl on your unshaven legs but be like mm, not them toenails not them though toenails, no. you're not very inclusive Yergi. i'm not we're gonna get so many bad reviews because we're because making, Yergi's a fucking asshole. We're making light of this. Oh, you guys are making jokes while talking about death. Well, this actually happened in 1979, so I, I bet people only get pissed when it's a recent murder. But anyways, so I'm really like con- confused about this next part. The victim's earlobes were noted to be unique. Okay. Is she an elf? What What is she? Well, I don't know. Maybe this requires a little more research. I mean, I've looked at pictures of her. I don't really know. Did you look at pictures of her earlobes specifically? I tried really hard. You tried really hard. I mean, were they ones that are like connected, but that, like, but like that, a Vulcan? Well, some people have more connected earlobes, and that's not a considered a unique thing. Some people are like that. Mine it, aren't it's like just that. it's just it's just somewhat uncommon. I have detached lobes. I, re- I remember reading in, in school that some people have attached lobes. Yeah, I don't a know, lot of people do. I don't know what unique means in this case. I really don't. And her toes were noted to be longer than average. I mean, I'm starting to think that orange socks isn't human. Is it? <sighs> Jesus. What? So, so what? what? I think she's an elf. But anyway, despite her injuries, Did she you, had you, not broken wait, a bone in her life. Wait, you wait. looked at pictures. Did she look like an elf no, to not you? Really. Okay, continue. Continue. <laughs> I, I rest my case. So she had reportedly suffered from salpingitis. Salpingitis. From con- from contracting gonorrhea. So Talk don't, to me about this. Do not quote me on this, but I know what, what a salpingo-oophorectomy is, and that's a total hysterectomy where you get your ovaries and your fallopian tubes taken out. So if I remember correctly, the salpingo part of salpingo-oophorectomy refers to your fallopian tubes. But again, don't quote me on this. I'm not a gynecologist. So is this a inflammation of the fallopian tubes? That would be my guess is that it's an inflammation of the fallopian tubes due to contracting gonorrhea. So that means in order to have salpingitis from contracting an STD, you have to have had that STD for a while and have it untreated. That would, that would be based on my knowledge of those things, my my educated guess. So yes. That seems really uncomfortable. That is. But I, I don't know. We don't know much about her. Like, I don't know if she was like a drifter or something like that. They they did say she was like a drifter. Did they say she was a drifter? Well, that would make sense regarding unshaven and toenails. I I think in the late 70s. Everybody was kind of a drifter. (laughs) No, I I just meant about body hair, what the standards were then. I think most people were shaving then. I don't know. They weren't shaving their bush. Well, no, because, you know, you had to have that porn star bush that the 70s are known for, the stash. You know, full bush back. I I don't know if it's back. I don't even know what's in or what's out. I, I have no idea. But you know what I hated about the, the 70s is men with those, like, really tight curls in their hair and those big aviators, except they're not aviators. They're clear glasses, and it just makes them look like creepers or something. Oh, like a molester? Those molester glasses? Yes, yes. I believe Jean Lajoie calls them rapist glasses he's a comedian the other thing i don't like is the big old mustache like when i look at men from the 70s none of them look attractive and why did all the pictures look kind of red i don't know the the way they exposed film back then 
beats me even even older videos then that were that were shot on cheap cameras have this red yellowish tint to the to the film quality i've noticed mm-hmm. so yeah i i don't know but yeah she had 10 inch long brown hair with a reddish tint hazel eyes and her age ranged from 15 to 30 years you know that's a really that's a range that's a pretty big range and i just don't know how somebody could be like yeah she could be 15 but she could be 30. I'm pretty sure you can take a punch biopsy of someone's bone and figure out. But could they do that back then? I don't know. But I don't still... know. If we found me dead, you know, I could be 36, which I am, but I could be... 15. 15. <laughs> I look I just, youngish sometimes. I just, I just don't know why they'd say 15. 20 to 30, okay, I can kind of understand, but 15 to 30... Man, I, I guess everybody just looked old back then because we're growing out full fucking mustaches and shit mm-hmm. and wearing rapist glasses. Then she was also approximately five feet, eight inches to five feet, 10 inches tall and weighed between 140 and 160 pounds. See, these are more reasonable ranges. So I'm a little confused here. Why is there a range if they have her right there? You know how much somebody weighs and how tall they are. Maybe they were talking about how much she would have weighed when she was alive because when you die, some of those things changes. The height is a little bit weirder. I would I would think that would be more of a one-inch range would be more acceptable. But 140 to 160, I, I, I can see how that makes sense, why okay. they would say that. Well, two of her teeth were missing and the remainder were well-maintained. Do, do they think that the teeth were knocked out? I would to... assume that. Okay. Although she showed little sign of dental treatment. Okay, so they might have been missing and they it wasn't due to the assault. Yeah. And her ears were pierced. Yep. Which, I again, I don't know how her earlobes are unique, but anyways. And she had a silver ring found on her hand containing an abalone or mother of pearl stone. What is an abalone? Abalone is like the big... The big shells, like a conch shell. I was sort gonna of. say a conch shell, but, but you know, like like the shiny stuff inside. I guess so. You yeah. Could, like, eat abalone. It's like a. I think it's like a big like snail or clam type thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I think my my mother kept one in the back of our toilet growing up at home, and I could put it up to my ear and hear the ocean. I think everybody's mother that did that, either that or just a basket of assorted shells. Yeah, I think that was a thing in the 80s and 90s, so mm. yeah. but And everyone's bathroom was blue. Yeah, a lot of people had blue bathrooms with a bushy, furry toilet seat cover. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Anyways, a towel was found at that mine wasn't. A towel was found ours was white like our bathroom was white and we didn't have a furry toilet seat cover i just feel like those things would get unsanitary and gross but so many people had those my bathroom growing up was blue anyway okay a towel was found at the scene along with her body as though she was attempting to control her menstruation without spending money on sanitary products one of the two matchbooks found at the scene belonged to a hotel from henrietta oklahoma which supported the theory she was a hitchhiker or a drifter we need to talk about this towel a little bit, Drewby. Oh, do we? Like, first off, weird. You know, I know that she's a drifter of sorts. And this is the may, 70s. Yeah, may not have access to, like, sanitary products. Well, clearly. But, like, what kind of towel is this? Is it, like, a beach towel? Is this, like, a washcloth? Is Don't this, forget like, to take of, a towel. Is this a tea towel? Is she shoving it up there? Is she, like, making it into, like, a tampon shape? Is it just folded into a nice square into her underwear? Like, what's going on here? I just figured out the beat to funk a town. <laughs> you know, maybe she's got one corner all, like, twisted up, like a little snake wedged up there and then two birds with one stone you take the other end and you twist it up into a little snake and you shove it up your butt 
Why would you put it up your butt? So you don't leak out both areas. You don't leak out both areas, though. Some people experience anal seepage, not necessarily with menstruation, but just in general. You never know. You can't <laughs> assume somebody's uh, medical history, Yergi. I don't know. I'm just curious about this. So this, okay. So I used to play in this punk house in Portland, and a lot of the people who lived there were on trust funds and they would play crust punk for a while and then they would call their parents for money to pay rent. Well, they were too lazy to go out and get groceries and instead of buying toilet paper, they all had a washcloth. I think there was four of them that lived there, but there was always people in and out. But they had a washcloth and each corner of their washcloth was what they each of them used to wipe with. So they had their own designated wiping corner on this washcloth. I, I have no words. Yes. Yeah, I have so, no words right now. I know like some people who like really, really are into like no waste have what they call family cloth. I haven't heard of this. Okay. So family cloth, you take like strips of flannel. It's usually flannel, I believe. And it has like Velcro on parts of it. So you basically tear off a piece to wipe with. And then there's some usually some sort of laundry basket that's next to the toilet. And it all connects. You can roll it up like it's a roll of toilet paper. Uh-huh. And you put it in there and then just put it in your washing machine with some disinfectant and then put it back together in the roll so you never actually have to buy a toilet paper. So and then some people just have like rags and stuff and still call it like family cloth or whatever. I mean, but I mean, this, that's like this one washcloth, at least have your own goddamn washcloth. And and I mean, even still, if I wipe my ass with a washcloth, I don't know if I'd be like so jazzed about reusing it. I don't know, man. I guess I'd have to see one of these in action because I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll look it up weird. on Pinterest for you or oh, something yeah. Oh, look like it up that. on Pinterest. Yeah, there's there's some stay-at-home mom boss who's making these from selling scratch and selling them on Etsy along with her unicorn jewelry or something she made out of seashells. Oh, look at me. I have this colored sand in this bottle. I'm selling it on Etsy for $40. I got the supplies at Hobby Lobby. It took me all of $5 to make it. Probably not because it's Hobby Lobby and right, it's expensive. I'm passing you over my phone and you can look at all these different examples on Pinterest of family cloth. How to live without toilet paper. These look like diapers. Creating a reusable family cloth system and it just looks like a bunch of really thin towels. I don't know. I guess I'd have to look up the benefits to this, but it looks like people who have family cloths have a bunch of them so you like wipe your ass and it's a one, it's a one user not like no they're throwing them back in the washing machine well that's what i mean no it's not like your crusty friends who are all using the same wash right, cloth and probably right, never wash right right i'm saying you take the cloth you use it once and then you throw it in the laundry right yeah. you're you're not just like i'll get like two or three no, wipes no, you're out not of getting, it you're not getting a million wipes out of it okay. it doesn't look like anybody on pinterest here is doing the the one example I saw before of where people are putting Velcro and like rolling it like a real toilet paper roll. It looks like it's just like a basket. Oh, here it is. This person put snaps on it. Knowing knowing my luck, I would accidentally wipe my ass with the Velcro or the snaps and slice my nutsack open. Yeah. Some things you just don't fuck with. Anyway, let's stop talking about butt wiping. About butt wiping. Let's get on to the confessions here. I mean... Okay, but if you want to hear us talking more about shit, become a patron on our Patreon. Holy shit, we could have a whole scat episode. I don't and, want to talk about shit right now because what I just had to deal with. And y'all eat it right up. So I'm hungry for shit. Okay, not- all right. Well, you just tip- tipped off the listeners that you just had to deal with shit. Yeah, I did. So, so why don't you tell them what happened real quickly? So my cat 
has been dealing with a UTI and this is like a whole other like half an hour situation so I'll give like the long story short type yeah, of thing. Yeah, real quickly. So after dealing with like a, a vet visit that should have been like $20, I've spent almost 300 and she's like on antibiotics right now which thankfully she's good about taking. But this UTI has now turned into explosive diarrhea because she doesn't handle the amoxicillin well. And she's not going in the box. Thankfully, I have a nice cat who has been doing this on tile. But for now. For now. Like I, and thankfully, if she decides to be deviant and get off the tile, I have like a pretty decent carpet shampooer. But I've had to deal with poop twice today. I've like, I don't want to deal with this. And she's on the meds for two weeks. I just can't believe it took them that long to give her the meds. She had every sign of a major UTI, and they're just like, well, you know, it could be territorial. I'm like, she's yelling and licking herself in pain. She's yowling after she, like, pisses. Yeah, and they, like, went, it this went over, like, the weekends, and, of course, they're not opened on the weekends, and I had to get some sort of viable sample under 12 hours for them, which was hell to try to get a fucking sample from her. And yeah, so that's my cat story and dealing with shit today. I should have just like cut myself, pissed in a glass, bled into it, shook it up, put it into the sample, and then then they would have given the uh, medication. Yeah. You know how some people have to like give their friends piss to pass a uh, drug test? So you're like giving me your piss to like get amoxicillin for my cat? Absolutely. I would do that. I would do that, but... You know, all's well that ends well. I don't have to, like, get into blood and piss play. But anyways. Anyway, that's a whole different episode. Flag Not- yellow, water sports adjacent. Okay, so. So in 1982, serial killer Henry Lee Lucas confessed to her murder. Although there was no physical evidence that he had been involved in the killing, sexual assault, or disposing of the body. In an interview, he stated he had picked her up in Oklahoma where they had sex. He asked her for sex again while he was driving, claimed that Deborah said, not right now, and attempted to leave the car, at which point he killed and raped her corpse. Man, how does an older dude have that big of an appetite? I don't know. He seems to always be wanting to rape corpses as well. So maybe yeah. that's just his thing. I-, I think he was hoping. He's like, God, I hope she says no. I really hope she says no. Well, that's what triggered off What's-His-Face all the time. What? My old boy. Oh, Ed Kemper? Ed Kemper, when people were rejecting him. Oh, he was like hoping they would? Yeah. He, he like hits on some girl and she's all about him because he's good looking. He's just like, God damn it. Why can't you just not be into well, me? Well, he had a wife for a while. Oh, yeah, that's true. He did. That's true. He did. So he then drove her body to Georgetown. Lucas told authorities that the victim had stated her name being Joni or Judy. He had previously showed officers how he supposedly dragged her body over the guardrail when taken to the location to where the body was found. So he did actually point them to the location where the body was found. And this wasn't a case of he was given the the case file to know shit that he shouldn't have. This is where it gets squirrely. Yeah. Because did he do this one? Did he not do this one? I need to know what he was tipped off with. And the problem is, is we're never going to know exactly what he was told about which cases. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if he did this one. I I don't think he did. But one report claims that at the time of Jackson's murder, Lucas was working in Florida, whereas the murder took place in Texas. Interrogators also stated that he had contradicted himself several times when confessing to the murder, and his defense also stated he was shown images of the crime scene before his interview. In order to have traveled to Oklahoma to Texas and back to Florida, it was estimated that he would have had to drive an average of 70 miles an hour without stopping, 
which many find unlikely and I would say would be very unlikely too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to piss eventually. I mean, Jesus Christ. Lucas later recanted the statement after his conviction in 1984 and by involvement of the state governor, George W. Bush, his death sentence was reduced to life in prison as Jackson's murder was the only case that resolved in his receiving the death penalty for some reason. Is this one the only one that resulted in him receiving the death penalty? Yes. Because the uh, No, because the other ones like had no real hard evidence or were just obvious lies. Obvious lies, circumstantial stuff, and I think it it was because he was working with them and they were just trying to close it off. Yeah, so I don't know why this one specifically. Yeah, that's what I don't get yeah. because this isn't the only alleged rape and murder or murder rape. Right. So that's the only thing I don't get. But anyways, Lucas had a history of dubious confessions as we already have established, but something that led to others to doubt his truthfulness were those confessions as he confessed upwards of 3,000 murders. As I said earlier, I think last episode, he confessed to murders in Japan. Which he drove his car to. Which he told a Japanese camera crew he drove his car to. Lucas recanted his confession, stating the only murder he had committed was that of his mother, Viola, which probably makes the most sense, though yeah. I am... I he, am he hit her with a knife. Yeah, I just slapped her with the flat of the blade and her head came off. It's just funny how that happens, you yeah. know? In 2001, a missing woman's photograph surfaced that resembled Jackson, whose identity was then unknown. DNA testing, however, did not match, and another report suggests that the victim was a woman who had disappeared in the 1970s together with her abusive boyfriend. Former missing person Martha Morrison was speculated by some to possibly have been the unidentified woman, but she was eventually ruled out. Morrison's remains were identified in 2015 as a Jane Doe found in Washington State the same year she disappeared. Several other missing women were also excluded. And there's a subreddit. I have to ask one of my friends who's somewhat into this. There's subreddits that are hella into identifying missing persons cases and dead bodies that are Jane Doe, John Doe. And and these subreddit, I know a lot of people shit on Reddit, but these subreddit groups have identified so many bodies. You know, if that's your hobby, fucking more power to you. Yeah. So the Orange Sox case has been featured twice on America's Most Wanted since the murder took place. An anonymous woman called to the program on one occasion claiming she had seen Deborah hitchhiking the day of the murder, but the lead had not generated any new information. On the 37th anniversary of her discovery, new reconstructions of Deborah were released to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. The organization also entered her into their new database. In May 2018, law enforcement stated they plan on examining the victim's ring as well as run tests to identify the location of where the victim's socks were made. That's a little weird. Oh, oh, like where they were produced? Right. Okay. Yeah. So a book of matches found near the body were traced to a hotel in Oklahoma but couldn't identify anyone matching her description in their records. That'd be kind of like yeah. that long ago. Yeah. Oh, we've got this These old books. We've got this old log book from 1979 with handwritten entries and right. we just happened to take down the physical features and description like of all the guests. Everyone would probably be dead by then. Y probably. So by January 2019, it was announced that DNA from Jackson's socks contained the profiles of two more males. It is unknown if the evidence will ever be enough for further examination. The DNA was recovered from fingernail scrapings as well as pubic hair samples. So Orange Socks was identified with the aid of the DNA Doe Project in August of 2019, in addition with that of a revised artistic rendering by forensic artist Natalie Murray, 
which caught the eye of Jackson's sister. The DNA Doe Project identified a potential cousin of the victim through their research. Members of her family visually identified the victim based on her morgue photographs and unique physical characteristics. After Jackson's sister informed law enforcement of the resemblance, the organization processed a saliva-based DNA kit, which confirmed the two were related. Jackson was last seen around 1977 and had never been reported missing. Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Jeez, that must have been a falling out. I guess so. Further investigation revealed the victim was employed at the Ramada Inn and Vermont, an assisted living facility about a year prior to her death. The locations of these facilities were in Amarillo. Is it Amarillo or Amarillo? Um, I think that the Americans would call it Amarillo, but Amarillo means like yellow in right. Spanish. So. Mamaria. Mamaria. And, and how do you say this one? Azle, Texas? I have no idea. Let's just go with Azle. A-Z-L-E, Texas, respectively. She also worked at R.E. West and C.G. Admiral PTR, a retail company. During the same year that she was murdered, that's where she worked. Yet the location is unknown at this time. I don't know why it would be. The Williamson County Sheriff reached out for potential witnesses to step forward in order to solve her murder. Many other details about her life remain unclear, but it is known she attended school locally and may have used the alias surnames Moon and Larned. L-A-R-N-E-D, in the years preceding her death. On March 12, 2001, at 11 p.m., Lucas was found dead in prison from heart failure at age 64. He is buried at Captain Joe Bird's Cemetery in Huntsville, Texas. As of 2012, Lucas's grave is unmarked due to vandalism and theft. I wonder, once the case was closed on him, how he was treated in prison. Yeah. That's what I'm really wondering. I know he was getting all the fun perks and all that shit, But I wonder when he was officially cut off and went into general population and probably got the Jeffrey Dahmer treatment to an extent. To an extent. But at that point, he was like an old man. You know, his fuckery was going on well into present day. Was it? To some degree. I thought they dropped him off in the 80s. I don't know. He he was still doing some really strange stuff, which we're going to end up getting to. Okay. Yeah. Like the differing opinions. Yes. <laughs> so Lucas's credibility was damaged by his lack of precision. He initially admitted to having killed 60 people, a number he raised to over 100 victims, which police accepted, and then to a figure of 3,000 that led him not to be taken seriously. I wonder why. Yeah, sometimes you bite off more than you can chew. He remained, however, publicized as America's most prolific murderer, despite denials such as flatly stating, I am not a serial killer. I don't believe you are either. Nope, me neither. I think you're uh, dumb and creative. It's how to lie your way into serial killer history and be named after a Marilyn Manson member. Yeah. Jesus. Some continue to believe he was responsible for a huge number of killings nonetheless. Eric W. Hickey cites an unnamed investigator who interviewed Lucas several times and concluded that Lucas had probably killed about 40 people. While such assertions were given little credence, as you know, with lawmen involved refusing to corroborate his claims. So you went from the ones that are trying to bury everything to people just kind of giving up on him. Yeah. So an experienced Texas Ranger whom Ryan's team allowed access to Lucas said that although it was obvious to him that Lucas often lied, there was an instance where he demonstrated guilty knowledge. And I quote, I remember him trying to cop to one he didn't do. But there was another murder case where I'll kiss your butt if he didn't lead us right to the deer stand where the murder took place. Ain't no way he could have guessed that. 
and I damn sure didn't tell him. I think he did that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they told him about so many other things. How do they know he didn't? Like, like I, you know, how can we believe them? I don't believe them. They probably screwed up and like probably did like tell him about that. I one. mean, they have to cover themselves. I mean, they buried one of their own. Right. He he did time in prison because he tried to blow the whistle on them. Yeah. Jesus. Supposedly other rangers had a similar experiences with Lucas. Oh, I'm sure they did. I think all the rangers at this point like severely messed up and are trying to cover their I tracks. I agree. DNA evidence has verified that Lucas did not kill 20 of supposed victims. <laughs> A, a woman claiming to be Becky Powell, who was Lucas's girlfriend, who was one of his first confessed murders, turned out to be an adoring fan of Lucas. Yeah, so this was weird. I didn't get too far into this because, again, you can, like, check all of this out if you want to get through the docu-series. But there was a woman who, at this point, would have been, like, middle-aged, probably into her 40s and 50s, claimed that <sighs> Becky Powell wasn't dead. She was Becky Powell. Oh and, like, God. everybody took her seriously. His lawyer started championing her. She was going on all sorts of talk shows. And then it was found out that really it wasn't her. She was just some woman who was conspiring with Lucas My while he was God. in jail to try to conspiring like get him out. Conspiring to what? But what the Yeah, fuck? to try to get him out. But that's not what he was doing time for, was yeah. it? He was doing time for, well, what was he doing time for? If they're like, yeah, he lied about all these. They just nail him for orange socks and that was it was orange socks but he was originally also arrested because remember he oh, got picked up right. on the warrant but then it was the older lady that they were taking care of kate and then rich kate rich and then his his girlfriend becky oh right well even if and she then there came... was the bodies on the property well even if she came forward and was like yeah that wasn't me you found i mean there's still that old dead lady and then they could spin it as this real alive becky it was it was an accessory to murder or right. some shit it I wasn't just... very well thought out like if you if you check out the series she's definitely just some strange woman well women that tend to stand serial killers tend to not be the most stable but what do i know yeah she was definitely clout chasing and and was some clout sort of clout chasing yeah she was some like demented woman trying to i don't know what she was doing it was very bizarre <laughs> so we were going to get into oddest tool but i think that requires its own episode so that will probably be next episode unless something comes up so thanks for hanging out and listening to our henry lee lucas episode if you liked it please like and subscribe us if you're listening on youtube follow us on spotify and five star us and leave us a review on apple podcast it means the world to us this helps us so much if you can donate to our patreon we will get a new camera we will start making actually good quality videos i'm gonna be putting up a, a video from my crappy webcam soon so you can kind of understand the horror show that we're we're working with and you get to see our closet that we record in but we want to do better than this yes we, we want to go on location and take you on little trips we want to do much better than this and don't you want to get postcards from us i know you want to get postcards i from want us. to get a postcard from you so, so if you sign well, okay then i'll send you a postcard no i mean from the listeners <laughs> okay them too yes i would like to get it yeah wouldn't that be all great if we just sent each other postcards i think that would be wonderful because this is something that we just don't do anymore. Do you do you want to make postcards great again? Do you want to re revitalize that? I do. I do too. And if for some reason you're not into that, well... You can snap with us. We will give you our Snapchats. And all it's going to be is the, the 666 Patreon level. I believe that's the one it is. So it is. Go over there and be our patron. There's so many secret episodes up. There's like... What do you have, like, 14 or 15 episodes up there? It's something ridiculous. Yeah. 
it, it's quite a few. It's some ridiculous number, and I, I'm telling Yorgi to not put so many up, but she's already put so many up, and you get access to all of them. Do you have any others? Well, that's all I got. That's all you have? Okay. Well, yeah. then until next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.